doing today. So uh, apologize for my uh, casual get up, but uh, I just finished working out and just going to go jump in the shower. But before I did that, I just had to get something off my chest. This really came to me while talking with Greg Dickerson today, and that is about 2020. I think it would probably behoove all of us to take a minute, to take some time, to reflect on what has been a difficult year, a year of challenges that we have, at least I have never faced before, and really come to appreciate the lessons that maybe we should take from it, some reminders. I wanted to share a running list. This is what I was thinking about as I was working out. I wanted to put it on paper, share it with you while it was kind of crystal clear. So the first one, I caught this when I talked with Greg this morning, and that is life is precious. Uh, for me, 2020 really started going sideways when the family was enjoying a vacation in Taiwan in late January. We were having a great time, lots of family members, good stuff. And I remember getting awoken by Olivia uh, to let me know that Kobe Bryant and six or seven other individuals unfortunately lost their life in that helicopter crash. That was um, the start for me of 2020. What are you doing, Jimbo? Kind of going downhill. And look at that. Look at this guy. He just wants to be on camera. Jimbo, come here. You're just really disturbing me today. I'm sorry about this, everyone. But this is what happens when I try to do these things live. All right. And he's another thing. He's, uh, he's not feeling very well, so he's rather grouchy. So again, back to 2020, Kobe Bryant, I apologize. But that's where 2020 started going south for me. I've shared many times I'm a basketball fan, season ticket holder for the Warriors. And that, that was not a good day. That was a shock. And it's funny because I was playing, not poker, there's a game in, in, in Taiwan they play with like, it's almost like dominoes. Mahjong. We were playing Mahjong and we were just talking about Kobe Bryant. Uh, and then, lo and behold, lost his life. Then, you know, we saw an actor who bravely fought cancer without complaining, without sharing, without any of those things. And Chadwick, uh, who was the actor behind uh, Black Panther, he was lost, tragically. And then, of course, all the lost lives in, in all of 2020. It's just life is precious. And you don't know when your time is up. And you've heard me say before, I'm doing all of this because I want to create something that would outlast me for 50 years. So that's why I, I do what I do every day. And that's why I do these things live. And you see me fumble with my camera and show my poor puppy. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just being me. Uh, because again, if I get hit by a bus or whatever, it's say la vie, right? So um, life's precious. Giving back's important, things of that nature. Number two, emergency fund. I don't know about you, but emergency fund has always been out there. Yeah, that's cute to have. Yeah, I have some. Yes, Susie Orman. Yes, Dave Ramsey, all those folks. Um, but we've all felt it now. We've all felt that, yeah, six months, kind of a minimum. Maybe nine months is better. Um, but yes, if you're a landlord, you need to have emergency funds too. There was a time we just had a reserve for capital and things of that nature. But hey, what else is going on? Um, you know, there's just lots of things that um, 
we need to realize is out there that could happen. Next one, this K-shaped economy, this K-shaped Christmas, we, we have, I believe it's always been kind of this way, but this crisis has proved it through and through. If you own assets, you are generally going to be in a decent place financially. Asset inflation has been real this year. The f don't fight the Fed. And especially if you can get assets with cheap debt, say sub 3%, fixed for say 30 years, uh, that cash flow before inflation on rent that appreciate, that provide tax benefits, a single family home, and I said it mid-year, is going to be the best asset to own for the next decade, and I still feel that way. You can get 30-year loans. Apartments can't do it. Um, people want to live there. We're going to see price appreciation, and that will become unaffordable, that people can't pay. Then they're going to rent, and if you're a landlord, you're going to enjoy a rental appreciation. You're going to have less competition as landlords who you know, have been holding through this crisis give up and sell. You know, the K-shaped economy is real. It's unfair. But the beauty in America is I started on the bottom of the K. My life was set up not to move forward. If I was in a different country, I would have been in that rung and I would have gone nowhere. But because we're in America and because you can take your own life in your own hands and go for it and invest and take risks and better things can happen, um, yeah, you can you can achieve great things in this country. But you've got to work. Nothing is easy. Nothing is fair. You know, I was a, a young man who's, whose parents never went to college. Uh, I was married at 19, barely 19. I mean, I was not set up uh, to do much. And through sheer will, focus, dogged determinality, or did whatever that word is, just kept going, just never gave up. Another thing I've realized is I got to talk more about four rentals, getting to four rental properties. There seems to be this social media thing about dreaming big and I've got to own a thousand units and all that nonsense. In my opinion, that causes inaction. If you're in the game to help and inspire action, then you need to set realistic goals that everybody could see. If you sit there and say you shouldn't buy anything less than 500 units, you may get a lot of people to nod their head. You may get a standing ovation. You may get a lot of Instagram followers. But you're going to have three people do anything. Everybody else is going to be left because they're not seeing how they can do it. Their situation is different. You don't know them. All of that. That's one of the reasons I interview all types of guests on this channel is because if I can find one person like the person watching it, then you don't have an excuse. So let's just get to four. If you get to four, then let's get to 10. If you get to 10, let's get to 15. Let's just get bigger. I still believe you get four single family homes or four residential properties. So you want to get four fourplexes, go nuts. The key is 30-year debt, conservatively financed cash flow from day one. I think four is a great start. I think four changes your life. Another thing that I've come to appreciate is community. 
real estate is a people business. It's not doesn't live in Excel. I think what Bigger Pockets gave me 10, 15, 20 years ago, 15 years ago probably, was that sense of community. It's now something very different. Uh, what we're able to maintain in our private Facebook group just for students is something I makes me smile every day. Students helping students, language, vocabulary is the same. Everybody's moving forward. If you can have a community with positive, like-minded individuals, it's special. And I'm very proud of what the group has, has done in there. And again, it's not me. It's the students. The students make that thing. There's more, in, there's more interaction in that community. One rental at a time works on Facebook than I do. It's pretty amazing. If you've been watching me for any length of time, you know that my favorite phrase used to be learn your market. I've now morphed that into just in the last 30 days, probably the last two weeks, to do the work. Do the work, right? I'd give you my goals and all of that stuff. And you've seen just the last three weeks, I've not been doing my health and fitness goals. Well, hold me accountable. I need to do the work. I want to buy more assets. I got to do the work. I want to help more people. I have to do the work. That's just a phrase that really means something to me. It, it seems to be catchy and, and means something to you. So I'm going to be using that. And then finally, something I've just come, come across that I'm now pushing for. And you saw one video yesterday where I talked about Graham Stephan scoring a 92. I really do think there's a financial health score that we all have. And it is when you look at your financial health score and the different triages, the different levels, I know what your life is like because I've lived all of them. I've been less than zero. I've been uh, razor's edge. I've been on the slippery slope. I've been quietly comfortable. And yes, I've been in the 1%. I know what it feels like. I know the decisions. That financial health score, I think, is going to be a big deal for me in 2021. Hopefully more people understand it. More people get their own score or calculate their own score. So those are the things that I've taken from 2020. I'd love to hear from you. If you want to do a list of your three or four, leave comments below. I'd love to hear from you. 2020 has been rough, but I don't know about you. I learn more when I miss or I lose than when I win. Lots of losing this year. So what'd you learn? What are you going to take from it? How are you going to make 2021 rock? If you're ready, 2021 is going to be amazing for lots of people. If you do the work now, you'll be ready to take action in 2021. So let me know what you think. Have a wonderful day. Bye.